The Trek Files, Season 6, Episode 8, Love Letter to Majel Roddenberry, 1976. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Star Trek fans. Hey, all you Star Trek historians, all you followers of the Star Trek family, as it were, and of course, all you canonistas, I say that lovingly, and all you Trekophiles, spelled with an F. Hey, we've got a fun one this week. Um, it's a little more on the personal side. We're going to deal with the first lady of Star Trek, and I've got a special guest back to talk about not just our first lady and uh, her husband in history, but, um, well, okay, some other Star Trek couples with, with some personal experience to boot. So look, as usual, check out our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Trek Files. Every week we have our documents in focus right there. Listen to this audio excerpt and hey, you know what to do. Hang on and we'll be right back with this week's guest. This isn't a letter asking questions about anything from Lincoln Enterprises, but a sort of love note. I hope the great bird of the galaxy doesn't mind. I'm just writing a letter to tell you how much I have loved you in Star Trek, Genesis 2, or was that planet Earth, and in Westworld. I think you're a tremendous actress, a wonderful and beautiful woman. It's a pity you're married to Mr. Roddenberry, or I'd be tempted to marry you myself. Yes, and of course, we're talking here a letter written to uh, M. Lee Hudeck, which was the stage name that Majel, Majel Barrett Roddenberry used when she did The Cage, and then Majel Barrett, and then Majel Barrett Roddenberry when she and Gene got married after Gene's first wife and he, their family divorced. Um, and a year or two before, they had Little Rod came along, and the world knows uh, Majel, all of Gene's projects. She was in his uh, pilot that didn't didn't sell called Spectre, which was an occult kind of weird little 70s <laughs> process. But of course, most of the world loves Majel as Nurse Chapel and then Luoxana Troy and over the generations as the voice of the Enterprise computer. Um, this is a wonderful fan letter to, to uh, Majel here from 1976, but it also brings up the topic of Gene and Majel as a Star Trek couple. So we have an example of a Star Trek couple today, and he's, you know, we just thought we would get him back and talk about things beyond the blue <laughs> of the Orion that he played on the third season of Discovery. So everybody, welcome back to, to the Trek Files, Noah Averback, Katz. Noah, Larry, thank you for joining us again, man. It's so good to be back. I did check in with Mary to see if she would let me come back after the recording of my first episode she uh -huh. was apprehensive but i did convince her so i'm in the clear uh and and happy to be back now apparently you didn't tell her that the topic here might be something dealing with couples in star trek or no, she might have I, wanted to i told her we were talking about tricorders and only tricorders today okay. so uh okay. you know nobody nobody tweet at her nobody tell her and i think i'll be okay 
Nobody here but us tech heads. Okay, <laughs> sure, right, wink, wink. So, so yes, you you have um, firsthand experience of this. Now, we have to say that you've been with, uh, first of all, I want to hear, I know you've probably told the story, but it's always fun to hear you as a fan, mm-hmm. how you all met. You went to Juilliard together. Let's talk about you as a couple. Yes, so Mary and I started dating about halfway through Juilliard. Uh, of course, Mary Chifo was in the same class with us who plays Lorel on Discovery, so we were all sort of one big happy star. The Trek other family. Mary. The other Mary. <laughs> Mary Don't the tell lesser, her that I said. We call her yeah. in our family. <laughs> Uh, what was that? What was that? Mary, Mary the Lesser. We, we... Ah, okay. <laughs> and I'm Noah the Week, so it's okay. It's fine. Um, it's okay. You should like <laughs> run a D&D game or something. Yeah, that's uh, a Noah. good this idea. Is, what do you this think, This is what Mary? this sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, probably about, I don't know, a year or two after graduating, we'd been dating for about, you know, three, four years, maybe more. I don't know who knows anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, she basically, you know, she sat down after um, after doing a, a, a very basic, you know, straightforward techno babbly taped audition, which I read with her, which is, you know, essentially just us in a room recording an audition and sending it off into deep mm-hmm. space and, you know, nobody will ever watch it. Uh, she sat down next to me when I was at um, dinner with my dad and co- cousin and leaned over and said, uh, hey, I got Star Trek. And uh, then I thought, well, we definitely have to get married now. <laughs> you know, that's that just moved to the very top of my list. <laughs> it's like, oh, Star Trek girl. Get yeah. it. But she didn't. It's not in her DNA. She's like marrying no, you know, into it or something. She, yeah. yeah, she she. We both married into Star Trek. You know, I think she knew very much, you know, already through contact with my mother, what a big deal mm. Star Trek was. She'd been to our this house. This is the mother, this the mother that's responsible for mother. your Star Trek. Exactly. Yes. You know, there's communicators and action figures and knickknacks and books and signatures just sort of haphazardly placed all over the house sort of like the mind of so many star trek fans which is just uh dark and 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 scary but but once you get to know it harmless um and uh and so she knew you know she knew what a big deal it was for the family and then you know the tables very quickly turned where i had married into the real star trek family Mm -hmm. and she was you know Mm -hmm. sort of shepherd shepherding me meeting the rest of the cast and taking me onto the sets and meeting the crew and the directors and jonathan frakes and you know all the all all these different people and uh, you know getting to the point of comfort on set where i could just walk from set to set where i wasn't allowed to be and take pictures like it was my job and not be able to show them to anybody except for my Mm -hmm. mom it was it was it's been great it was really good well, so in that, did she ever, I mean, she she was a, uh, she knew Star Trek as someone in the culture that couldn't escape Star Trek, but not really a fan. Exactly. You know, she's right. a 90s kid. She had seen episodes of Next Gen somehow, some way, right. you know, but there wasn't really. How could you live and not exactly. at some point and I be mean, young, especially you being live? a younger person? Yeah. You know, so, so it was, it was culturally understood, but it wasn't, you know, in her in her coded within her DNA, like it was for me, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I was definitely the one, and you can read a lot in her early interviews, you know, she's constantly, people will always ask her, what was your, what, you know, what was Star Trek like? She said, well, I watched an episode or two, but I know how important it is because my mother-in-law and my boyfriend or, you know, my husband love mm-hmm. this show so much. I really get it now. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, uh, you know, 
prescient there, setting exactly. you up for your 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 press rounds. Exactly. So you did it, but you did. Um, I think I've heard two two sides of the story when she was doing her audition on tape the it's first right. time. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, you know the, the audition itself, no big deal. She knocks it out of the park. She's a talented actor. She doesn't need any help from me. Um, but she came in to they they reach back out and ask for what's called a slate, which is essentially just like a full body shot just to kind of see what you look like. And she came in wearing this loose flowery dress and sort of blowing in the breeze to come be on the bridge of, you know, whatever ship it was going to be. And the way that I tell it, I was like, sweetie, listen, I would never ever say this. Like, you know, you're an impeccable dresser and your style is amazing. And, you know, you just are always nailing it. I'm just going to make, you know, just the slightest, just, just the smallest suggestion. If you have, you know, one of your very nice jackets with shoulder pads or, you know, something with mm -hmm. like a bit more square or military, just to kind of give them the idea. Uh, you know, it might be just worth trying it. We can send in two and, and maybe they can pick which one they like better. The way that she tells it is she walked in with this, you know, summer dress blowing in the breeze. And I said, absolutely not. Go out, put a jacket on, get in the military right now. Come on, Mary. Uh, so you'll, you know, you'll kind of have to parse out yeah. what the truth is from that. You're not going out like that, young lady. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, so did you, did you, did she have you coach her on anything else Star Trekish, or was that, was she off and running after that? And well, I, I realized that I had a real responsibility to uh, introduce her to Star Trek in as succinct a way as possible. Because mm -hmm. when she got it, she was. I doing... thought you were going to say you had a responsibility to future generations. <laughs> well, that too. To get know, her. Yeah. My generation, you know, my, yeah. my progeny, you know, needed to. To, to have their mother be really in, uh, uh, mm -hmm. led in the right direction right off the bat. So uh, I didn't have a lot of time because she booked this role. She was working really, really intensely on this play that required like all of her sort of energy. And this play was going to close. And the next day she was flying to Toronto to begin her Star Trek journey. So I couldn't say like, oh, well, let's sit down and we'll go through mm -hmm. the first season and we'll skip over here and we'll jump back. I was like, I probably have two nights i've got two things to show her and i thought all right well let me kind of let what two things will kind of run the gamut of like you know what i consider the sort of distillation mm. of pure trek that will that will connect with mary whole and podcasts have been done on this very topic okay. <laughs> this is yeah you know it's also very much tailored for her you know what is going right. to get what is going to get to her and then on the other side like what also can i show her that will um, get her ready for what she is entering into. So I landed on the Next Generation episode, The Offspring, uh, you know, with Lol and mm -hmm. Data. I just feel like that is what, you know, that's probably my favorite Star Trek episode of all time. Uh, and I just think it really has this amazing interplay of, you know, uh, uh, emotion and comedy and you know discovery yeah. and you just you you just know everybody right off the bat and everybody has their own reactions to this thing that's happening and and how prescient that that was jonathan frake's first directing there you go absolutely there, right mm -hmm. i mean who knew though then at the time that for you yeah. exactly it was almost you mm -hmm. know it was like a sixth sense that it must be coming <laughs> must have been must have been you know this so this very moving heartfelt right. emotionally complex episode. So obviously very taken with that mm -hmm. and the other thing i showed her was the movie trekkies uh because i felt like that is like look 
this is what you're in for. There's no way to sugarcoat it. You know, these people, and I can see when I say these people, I consider myself one of these people. They're you're saying insane. that from inside the family reunion. Very much yes. so. I'm, yeah. I'm looking around at all the people I'm sitting with and saying, us, we are crazy. We're, we're not normal. Mm-hmm. Something is very, very much wrong with us. Uh, Thank but goodness. we really just love this thing and we're harmless. <laughs> you know, I, it's generally yeah. pretty harmless. So, so I felt like she sort of watched that and just sort of nodded a couple times with a very stoic and fearful look on her face, but took a breath and was like, I, I can work with that. I can work with this. Uh-huh. Uh, so did she, but she had it as an actress. What happens to a lot of the actors when they're cast? And maybe less so as the years have gone by, but most of the time actors go, oh my God, I got a Star Trek. Whether they have, if they have a Star Trek background at all, they're thrilled. But even I, if they don't, they're like, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm 80 and I have no pension left, I can still go to a convention and, well, you know, and it's not a, sh- it used to be a shame thing. You sure, know, actors sure. would go to a signing show, you know, the Hollywood, whatever, and say, well, if I can't do anything else, at least I can go sell my autograph. And it was like a shame, but now it's, no, it's a, it's an industry. It's, it's a, a it's a mark of, now. Yeah. It's, it's promo and it's, you know, and well, who knows who's, who's going to see me when I'm doing this and there might be work out of it anyway. In so, the new world, now every show right. sort of has their own con. So I, I don't mm-hmm. think Mary had that moment until she saw the first paycheck from her convention. And then she said, <laughs> oh, now I'm understanding it. Now I get it. Now I yeah. get it. Uh-huh. Who wants to go to Tahiti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't have a class on this at Juilliard. Oh, no. yeah, that's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. They haven't sure. done that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about so? On one hand, here's your here's your been your time of honor, your time in the spotlight. But it's a little bit of a cheat because it's been pandemic time. That's and you true. haven't had a right. You didn't. You didn't even uh, the cruise barely happened for some people. But that really didn't. Oh. And that's been a year. And you've, yeah. you've kind of been cheated out of that live so, experience. You know, the virtuals. Have been I've been but. I can't tell you, you know, just looking back at this document, which you guys pulled up, I can't tell you this. I have had this experience and probably with every fan I've interacted with. And they've all been mm-hmm. very positive. But there is yet to be a fan who has reached out and said, you know, even whether it's a comment on Facebook or a message on Twitter or, you know, whatever. It's, hey, oh, my God, I loved Rin so much. You were so much fun. I'm so sad he's dead. Also, please tell Mary she's my favorite. I like her better than you and give her a hug. So I feel like I am constantly having this experience, which is like, you know, hey, can you talk to Mary for me? She's the best. And you're good, too. <laughs> Which look, immediately when that happens to me, I'm like, you and I have something in common. We're getting along great because I feel the same way about her too. You know, she's always like, is it weird that people are like excited to meet me or think I'm cool or whatever? Like, does that weird you out? I'm like, no, I feel like right at home. I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm getting the best of everything right here. Um, so how about you? <laughs> Are you are you over the fact that you, especially with your fan background and going to cons, you know, are you weirded out by that? No, not you? at all. Oh, not at all. Are you kidding me? You know, this is this is such a it's such a weird thing because like I'm I love interact. I've I've just loved interacting with fans, you know, on Twitter and on Facebook. You know, I've loved getting to do interviews and podcasts and just getting to talk about Trek. I mean. It is truly the Star Trek fans dream to be asked, Mm -hmm. what do you think about Star Trek? You know what I mean? There's nothing better. And then somebody sits there and they listen to you like you're doing. It's like, what what is this dream? You know, usually when people when I start talking about Star Trek, everybody asks me to leave the room, you know, so (laughs) so just to get to, to interact in that way. And, you know, to also 
to get to have this sort of moment for people, which I have had with people on Star Trek, where you get to meet them or you interact with them mm -hmm. and it sticks with you. It's it's amazing. You know, when my my mom, the last convention I went to was in 2012 in Chicago. And my mom finally was like, you know what? I'm I'm paying the money. I'm getting my picture taken with Patrick Stewart. You know, he's my guy. I love this guy. I'm I'm doing it. I'm getting the family photo. So we have this photo of all of us with Patrick Stewart. And immediately we got out, we took the picture. It was great. And then my mom just got out of the, you know, the little booth, found a little corner, and she just started weeping like she was at a Beatles concert, you know? <laughs> and and I just I just know that experience of getting to just have a positive interaction with these with somebody on mm -hmm. Star Trek and to get to be a part of that, to get to be able to offer that up. And especially, you know, as sad as it is, it being COVID and not being able to go out and meet people in person, to know that an interaction over the internet is a positive interaction with anybody these days sort of just means right. so much more, both for me and I hope, my hope is for the person receiving it, that it's really has been gratifying uh, and, and, you know, it just is, it just has been so much fun and, and I'm, I'm more than happy to get letters like this. You know, I, I love people <laughs> saying how great my wife is, or, you know, if they send stuff directly to her, they, you know, they're always like this. It's well, this great. is 70, this is 76. So they're in the middle of the working on the movie that kept turning over into something else, you know, mm -hmm. and then it's phase two and then it's back to the movie. But the whole point of this was, it's, it's very cool that the, that, that, uh, John, Pivovarnik, Pivovarnik, <laughs> um, is from Scranton, Pennsylvania, is, mm -hmm. uh, is savvy enough, you know, and meta enough to, to do the wink wink about Gene and, yeah. you know, and, and even make fun of the whole Genesis 2 planet. So it's somebody who's Trek savvy, media Definitely. savvy, but, and to know that it's cool that he's writing it to Majel because everybody writes to Gene and who's writing to Majel and, yeah. and all that. So I, this is a, this is a precedent. You're going to have maybe not, hey a paper letter would be <laughs> awesome but at least the tweets and the you know people are still sending right? mary paper letters they'll sell her they'll, they will send her mm -hmm. typed like type typewriter letters uh so they they still they still come in and i read them and i'm enamored with them and i show them to mary and she sort of nods politely um <laughs> and i'm well, but that's that sounds like not everybody watching discovery is under 30. Or under I, 40. I think not. You know, I, I definitely think not. I think not. I think I think probably it's this it's this strange gap where I think like, you know, it's a lot of the older Trek fans, the sort of I have uh, light bulbs going off all over my head. Why don't we we haven't talked about this and you'd be a perfect one to talk about that. Can I get you back for yet another show? And let's talk about <laughs> fandom and generations and all that. I love that. I, I will I will not watch generations between the recordings, but I will be happy to talk generations. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't mean okay. capital G generations. Yeah. I meant little Just G checking. generations. Just checking, yeah. Larry. I'm, okay. not, I'm not falling for your tricks again, okay? Besides, why haven't you got it memorized enough to talk about it on the spur of the <laughs> drop of a hat anyway? I didn't okay. say that. I just said I'm not watching it again. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, let's see. It's a bet. It's a bet. Then we'll have you back. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> Thanks so much, Noah. Thanks, guys. Hey, The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. And all of our documents and your chance to comment are right there as always at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Trek Files. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. Yes, that's me at LarryNimichek.com. Trek well, everybody. 
This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.